Who knew that something as generic as generosity could transform your marriage? It has the potential to increase marital quality, make conflict resolution easier, increase your own happiness, help you to see other people's perspectives, decrease divorce risk. Basically, makes everything better except for my poor finger. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a transformational episode for you this week. It's episode number 220. And today we're going to be talking about how adding some generosity could transform your marriage into something even better than it already is. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed what to do when you're in an abusive marriage and the people around you don't see it. Worth going back and checking out for sure. Also make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. And as always, if you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. Today, we're offering some variety. So I injured my finger, and uh, while that's not exactly life-threatening, like, for example, a man cold would be, I'm not supposed to type... (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Next week's back episode is on empathy. <laughs> so this week, Verlinda's gone through the research and she's written up this podcast episode. So it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I need you all to leave a bunch of one-star reviews so that I don't feel Caleb, like... No, you need to leave like five-star reviews. Because like, wasn't it just last week we had someone asking for more input from me? Yes, but Little... I'm, I'm worried about my job security. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice try. All right. Here we are. Here's more input from Verlinda. All right, take it away, girl. This is going to be amazing. All right. So today we're on the topic of generosity. So I thought, you know, I would be more like you and I would go into some boring definitions to start with. (laughs) Sorry. So what is generosity? Maybe this topic is on insulting your husband. No, no, it's not really. So yeah, you know, while the definitions sometimes are boring, they really do lay the foundation for looking at how generosity affects marriage. Why are you looking at me like that? Because this is fun. It's like a different... It's like roll over or something. I know. And I'm like sweating already. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Okay. Don't make fun of me, okay? Or don't laugh at me. Don't even look at me. <laughs> I'm laughing at uh, something else. <laughs> you slide. Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Marital generosity is defined as giving good things to one's spouse freely and abundantly. Okay. So it's actually considered a marital virtue. Yes. So that's a character trait and personal strength, which naturally leads a person to act in ways that are good for the marriage. Right. So more practically speaking, within marriage, generosity can be seen as investing in the relationship with behaviors such as putting your spouse's needs above your own and freely giving of your time and effort and energy without any thought of personal gain. Sounds very altruistic. What does that mean? Like for the benefit of others and not yourself. Yeah, exactly. But it does have some reciprocal benefits, doesn't it? It does. It does. And we're going to get down to that a little bit I mean, I'd like to think that all of us are, you know, perfectly altruistic. Yeah. But sometimes uh, we do things for our spouse with some, you know, 
it's generous, but there's a little bit of selfish motivation going on there. Like, Yeah. And you know what? That kind of leads us to our next point here. Yep. Like obvious, I think it's obvious to say that generosity will have a positive impact on marriage. Right. But I thought what was neat was it had a positive impact both for the person acting generously and for their spouse. Ah. So it's a total win-win. Sweet. Okay. All right. You're selling me on it. So generosity often feels good and satisfying personally. And it also increases your spouse's happiness and makes them more likely to act generously in return. So even though generosity shouldn't be motivated by personal gain, you know, you still do benefit from it. Is it okay if it's a little bit motivated by personal gain? (laughs) Well, I'm sure other people would be, but you are like so sacrificial and altruistic that I'm sure it would never enter your mind to have any personal gain in there. So our next episode is on sarcasm. (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) Were you? I was sure you were being sarcastic. Oh, no. I think you are. Come on. I was kind of making fun of you a little bit. Okay. So, okay, yeah. But I was being serious about what I was saying. Anyways, back to the research, Caleb. Here's some research for you so you can feel... I'm still trying to interpret what just happened there. Okay, keep going. Okay. Generosity increases marital satisfaction for both spouses. Yep. Reduces marital conflict. That's good. And is negatively correlated with the risk of divorce. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And these effects are true for both husbands and wives, but normally more pronounced in women. If the guys are generous. Yeah. So women receive more of a benefit from generosity than than men men do. Just a little bit. Yeah. That's okay. So I think that, you know, maybe women need to step up the plate here and be a little bit more generous. Well, because it doesn't affect the husband in the same way. Like you need to give a little bit more to get the same outcome. What do you think? Uh, This could be a reflection of male privilege because we kind of slack off and take things for granted. Oh, well, then men need to step up the generosity. (laughs) Your body language. Everybody missed that on the audio, but she just like crossed her arms and got all righteous on me. Oh, okay. So no, but yeah. So both of us, both male and female, like who wouldn't want to add a little more generosity into the repertoire? It It does nothing but good. Amen. Bingo. Nailed it. So another cool thing, generous acts also serve to protect the marriage from stresses such as financial pressure. Okay. Right. And this isn't like being generous with the money necessarily. This is just acts of kindness, your time, your effort, putting your spouse above yourself. Right. So these researchers in 2017 found that a husband's levels of generosity mediated the link between economic hardship and his wife's level of marital quality. Huh. I think that's got to be like a just a different mindset, like a in there. Yeah. Like it, there's got to be, I think there's a shift in mindset that that's representing away from like what's important as material as much as what's important is how we experience each other oh. and give to each other. Yeah. 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 Huh. Um, so then there's not as much pressure on having everything. What yeah. I like about that is you can uh, reduce your financial pressure without having to change your job or uh-huh. get an education or... Yeah. And cool. so if you're going through financial hardship or economic hardship, like work this on. is the time to work on generosity. Okay. And we're going to we're gonna define what generosity is like in sort of real tangible ways shortly here, right? Yeah. And that's what's really interesting about okay. this. It's related to specific acts that a person does for their spouse. Okay. But it's also a state of mind, which affects how they see and relate to the world. And that's like right in the research. This isn't something that I just made up. I'm sure everybody can probably already tell that. (laughs) But both aspects are important. So let's first, let's talk about the acts or behaviors. And then we'll look into the mind piece. Yes. Which will be right up your alley and you can like dissect us all and whatever you do. Ooh, sounds like fun. So acts of generosity. Yep. So there are four key ways that the research gives to show generosity to one's spouse. So these are small everyday acts of kindness. Can you think of an example? Um, like 
doing the dishes for your wife or uh putting the laundry away or getting her a coffee putting the toilet seat down why are we all thinking of stuff that men can do i said putting the laundry away i could do that i could make the coffee okay okay that's good just concerned about reverse discrimination <clears throat> oh you poor thing okay so yep. small everyday acts of kindness yep expressions of respect right which we've been really good at modeling <clears throat> so far yep. displays of affection oh yeah we've and- had some of that today already off the show <laughs> thank you and willingness to forgive yep right just being generous giving them the yes. benefit of the doubt oh i like that one mm-hmm. so these well, not even necessarily giving the benefit of the doubt but when they do screw up like not just lording it over them for the rest of the day because you know you're bad so therefore you will serve me and i will feel angry and and more righteous and more of a person mm-hmm. than you but actually like just you know Moving forgiving on. them and kind of getting on with it forget well well yeah. we don't really forget, forgive but and uh move on reconcile yep Reconcile. There we go, too. Okay. So these four kinds of generosities that we just listed here, yep. they're linked to higher marital satisfaction for both spouses, yep. reduced conflict, reduced divorce risk. Yep. And I know we have more of these in the bonus guide, Caleb. Why don't you give us an insight into what potential transformation this great guide offers for our oh. much appreciated supporters? Yeah. Okay. So this bonus guide is really cool today because it takes the topic of generosity and it applies it to Gary Chapman's five love languages. Oh. So, you know, we've talked about the love languages before and uh, had a cautionary note there, but a lot of people really do resonate with it Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they know what their love language is, or your spouse has probably told you this and, and maybe you're not quite sure like how to speak that Uh, language because it's not yours. Yep. Well, this uh, guide will help you step through making a relevant application of generosity to her or his preferred love language. So whatever the language is, it gives you ideas kind of in each category of how you can speak to that language through this principle of generosity. So here's some tips. I mean, this is making it real, people. That's awesome. Implementation. So you can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll just take a quick 60-second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about the ways to show generosity, as in the actual acts or behaviors. And just before we move into the mental side of generosity, I wanted to touch on one more thing, Caleb. Uh Uh-oh. Household labor. This is actually like singled out and commented on in the research. Another important area that marital generosity impacts. So researchers in 2013 found a link between generosity and willingness to share household and child care labor. So deciding to share these jobs fairly rather than just, you know, doing them out of obligation led to couples seeing each other as more generous, which led to higher marital quality. Yep. Now that we've hit that before uh, too, that 
you remember the household work episode? It was yep, the, yep. the critical part was not actually like splitting the work 50-50, but it was the perceived fairness of the division mm-hmm. of labor. Yes. Because everybody's situation is a little bit different as to how much, you know, outside work and inside work they do and so on. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Okay. So it's linked to generosity. And here is an example in our own life. I'm going to like yep. blow your horn here, Caleb. Oh, okay. So I like that. That's good. The other day when I hadn't got the dishes done and I'd done a ton of baking and the counter was like piled full. Over full. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. I felt really bad and I was feeling so bad about it. And I just wanted to get started. But after supper, you just started in washing. Yep. And it was totally unnecessary as I had made all the mess. But you were so generous with your time and your wrinkly dishpan hands. And you finished them all for me. Sorry, I shouldn't have made fun of you while I was complimenting you. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, all the guys at church are going to be like, oh, show me your wrinkly dishpan hands. <laughs> but that was total generosity. Okay. Like, I'm quite sure our marital quality went up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, household labor is another way to show generosity, which will increase your marital quality. You know what? I just figured out how to become a millionaire. How? If you have like wrinkly dishpan hand cream or something, you just put it on and it's like, oh, you look so sexy. <laughs> Do the dishes. Oh, okay. I get it now. If you could invent some cream, <laughs> Caleb, for anti-wrinkly dishpan hands. Also have his and hers. You would make way more money. Just I saying. Okay. okay. Acts of generosity we talked about, but onto the mind, a generous mind. Yes. Having a generous personality or mindset positively affects marriage yeah. through the way it causes you to see your spouse and the way it motivates you to act. So it causes you to be other-centered. Generous people are naturally other-centered. Right. Instead of self-centered. Yeah. So they think more in terms of other people than about their own needs. Those sound like interesting folks. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to get to know them? <laughs> <laughs> we need more of these people in our life. So okay. this means that a generous spouse is better able to perceive and respond to his or her spouse's yep. needs. And they're more motivated to think about their spouse's needs before their own. Okay. And a generous mindset also makes it easier to see other people's perspectives, making it easier oh. to resolve disagreement. I like that. Yeah. Like who wouldn't want to be more generous after hearing that? But Caleb, it gets even better. Oh, this is amazing. That was sarcastic right there. No, this is good. Oh, okay. Keep going. So other-centered is one. And then seeing the best in people. Generosity. Generous demonstration of forgiveness on my wife's part there, by the way. I didn't even notice. Well, you forgave me because you thought I was sarcastic, but then you bounced right back. Oh, good, good. Well, I was just seeing the best in you. Oh, seeing the best, yes. Generosity also allows a person to view their spouse in a more positive way. So instead of assuming the worst about them, like that you were being sarcastic, you just assume the best. Right. It's like giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So for example, if your spouse snaps at you, a generous interpretation would be that they obviously had a bad day rather than thinking that they're just an angry person. And I think we've talked about this in previous episodes. Is it called the confirmation bias? Well, confirmation bias is where you you see what you want to see, kind of. Oh, and then their acts kind of reinforce. So if you want to see your spouse as a jerk, you'll kind of highlight all the jerky points and leave out the good points. Okay. If you want to see your spouse as generous, you'll highlight the generous points and leave out the jerky moments. Okay. Okay. It is so, but it does, you're right, it is tied in. But it's a little bit different. Yeah. The only caveat I'd throw in here is not to... uh, so in a in a in a healthy functional marriage this is good. Yeah. But in a in a dysfunctional marriage you might justify a lot of bad behavior on your spouse's part where you may need to actually set a boundary or hold them a little bit accountable. Yes. If yes. it's safe to do so to say, you know what, like um I get that you had a bad day at work, but it's not acceptable for you to take that out on me. Right. Right? And I think maybe that's where patterns come in a little bit too. Yeah. So this is more probably for the odd moment kind of thing. It's like, oh, had a bad day. Yeah. And just yeah. kind of what a, you know, 
you know, he'll come around in an hour or she'll be fine. Right. Here, shortly. eat some ice cream. <laughs> hey, Sorry. you're like exposing all my flaws publicly. Yeah. But this willingness to yep. look for the best in your spouse right. makes forgiveness and conflict resolution easier, True which kind of makes sense, right? Because if I think, oh my goodness, you're such an angry person, I'm going to be all snarky. Yeah. Probably. It feels more hopeless even though. Yeah. Like why bother talking to this guy? Yes. Yep. Whereas if you can give it a generous interpretation, yep. you can, it'd be easier to move on, I would think. Yep. So generosity also affects though how you see your spouse more generally. Generally. There's a lot of gener words in this. Yes. Thing. So you, generosity. You, you reflect- generated a lot of them when you were writing it. <laughs> generosity reflects a willingness to focus on a spouse's strengths and work around his or her weaknesses. Yep. So what I love about this is that I think it becomes an upward spiral. Like we hear about the downward spiral of negativity, but if we're proactive with the generosity, we can cause an upward spiral of positivity. Right. So listen carefully here and tell me if you think this is right. So being able to view your spouse in this way of focusing on their strengths will increase your own happiness and satisfaction with the marriage. It will cause you to act in ways which are generous and increase your spouse's happiness. And if they're happier and then more generous, it will continue to increase their own marital happiness, cause them to act in ways to increase your happiness, and then on and on it goes. Yep. Is that out to lunch or do you think that's right? No, this is a positive cycle. So every marriage has a cycle and uh, and this is a positive cycle for sure. So being more generous can make your cycle more positive. Right, which makes room for more generosity. Mm-hmm. It, this is what creates joy in marriage. Oh. It's how you, this is how you create joy. Okay. Because it's like, wow, this person's doing stuff for me and that really feels good and I want to do stuff for her. Mm-hmm. And, it, and yeah, it's the upward spiral. Yeah, I'm liking it. And then it. you're thinking of the other person. You're not so inwardly Self-absorbed. Focused. Yeah. It shifted, shifts your attitude in life too. Yeah. So how can we increase our generosity? Indeed. Um, in 2013, researchers identified three other personality factors, which naturally led to more marital generosity. Okay. So these were... The, can I just jump in there? Because yep. um call them personality factors, but I think these are more like um, attitudes or something else. Yes. I, my concern is that if people are like, oh, I don't have that personality factor, so I'm pooched. Because personality right. feels like it's hard to shift. Right. So, well, let's go through these three, and I think folks will see that these are... Quite these accessible. are things that, yeah, think, these are things that you could think or do. Or shift your beliefs around. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They're not set in stone. And if you don't have it, you're pooched. I agree with you there. Yep. Okay. So first one was egalitarianism. Okay. So Sounds that's, frightening. that's the belief that fairly sharing out all the roles and responsibilities between both spouses is important. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good belief. And I was thinking about this one and I think if I felt like I had to do the most work, then I would be less likely to be generous and help you out too. Yes. Like I'm already doing the most. Yep. Right? So then I become self-centered. But if I felt like we shared things fairly, then I'd be happy just to help you out. Like that's generosity. Yep. What do you think? Well, I think actually the key word that you're using is felt, which Mm -hmm. ties back to what we said earlier from the other studies that we do on household labor. Like it's the perception of fairness is so critical here. Right. So that's where the conversation needs to come in. Yeah. And I think where we get trapped in this is like there's, you know, women's work in the house and men's work in the house kind of thing. You kind of have to watch that for one, Uh, right? Or that women run the house and men run the yard and the job or something like that. Like, you know, guys can get socialized into that really easily or most of us do come socialized that way, especially if we're a little bit older. Yeah. And uh, it's not saying that you guys can't play to your strengths or that you uh, can't have, uh, 
you know, a wife who prefers the inside work and a husband who prefers the outside work and you just want to do it that way, that's fine. But it, it might be backwards or not backwards, but it might be the other way where yeah. men prefer the inside work. It all comes back to the perception piece. And that's where the conversation it has to happen. Like, do you both feel that this is fair? Right. Yeah. I would much rather be out on the tractor than doing dishes. Just saying. Well, me too. So we have <laughs> <laughs> Just going for the slam dunk. Okay, so that's egalitarian. So we'll share we'll share those two things, right? That's how we solve. Right, because then it feels fair. Right. It's not like you always get the fun stuff and I'm stuck doing the dirty work. Yep. What well, does that look for? Well, just you know, a little bit of bitterness coming through there maybe or something. No, but I was just thinking like if... Just your passion about the topic? No, just listen to me. Yes. If I only did the inside work because it was, you know, socially the woman's work. Right. And you always did the outside work, but I enjoyed the outside work, then right. I would feel... Resentful. Yes. Legitimately so. And then it wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like, oh, I want to be generous and help him out. No. It'd be like, he can go stuff it and do it himself. Oh, that's angry. Yeah. So that's why we need this egalitarianism. Okay. We need to make that shift towards it. Second thing is commitment. Sold. You're sold already? Yeah. Sold to the guy with the angry wife. Oh, come on. (laughs) No, I, I am sold. All right. Yep. Commitment. Commitment. High levels of commitment to the marriage. Yep. Make spouses more likely to invest in each other through generosity. Makes sense. I'm all in. So like commit like 100%. Well, yeah, if you're, if you're not sure if somebody's really into something, you're not going to pour into them. No. And if you're not sure if you're into so, it, why would you pour anything? Well, this is, you know, are we really invested? So we're both going to hold back and not invest. And now you got a cycle going the other way, which the is... negative cycle. Yes. And then you're so, going to see things and... It's good to sit back and really... Uh, that's good. You know, if you don't try, you'll never know if going all in mm-hmm. would have worked. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like, even if you compare this to a job, right? Like, if you're yep. on the way out of a job, you have your eye on another one, you're not going to go yep. all in, right? No. It's going to be like pulling away and... And it's going to reinforce the dissatisfaction and the other, your coworkers dissatisfaction with you and yeah. yaddy, yaddy, right? So Whereas if you are committed, like, I'm going to make this work, yep, it's a totally different viewpoint and totally different outcomes. Yep. Okay, third thing, egalitarianism, commitment. Third thing is faith. Okay. So the Bible teaches the virtue of putting others' needs before your own. So religious views naturally led to a more generous mindset. That was confirmed in the research. Cool. Yeah, which was really neat. So that's all from the research. So So I thoroughly enjoyed looking at the topic of generosity with you. And I hope you'll join me this week and ongoing in putting it more into practice in your marriage. Because I'm going to try hard here too. Ooh. But don't tell people how it goes. I have great expectations. (laughs) I will provide you a quarterly review. (laughs) Yeah, right. So remember, generosity is a mindset. It's a way of thinking about your spouse and it's also actions. So I'd love to hear what sneaky little ways you found to be generous to your spouse when they're least expecting it or perhaps when they least deserve it. Except that you'll be thinking so generously of them that you won't even notice that they don't deserve it. Awesome. All right. Sounds like a riot. Let's do it. A riot? Riot. Riot. Okay. Yes. Not well, a rat. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Good. I think you nailed that one out of the park, baby. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed it. Like when you asked me to write it up, I was so nervous. I was almost you were. sick. Now you're all excited and just kind of nailing it. All right. This well, is fun. We should do this again. Yeah, we'll see. May you just rest your finger it's and a lot get less it all work better. For me. It's, my finger's really sore. <laughs> yeah, nice try. <laughs> so we feel like I'm getting a cold. JK, LOL. <sighs> So you might not even be alive next week then. Okay. We should do an episode on man colds and like how to best, you know, how wives can best help their husbands through man colds. I would be so busy gagging. Maybe I'll record that one. Yes. (laughs) 
sometime when you're sick. All right, let's wrap this up before it gets out of hand. Yes, thank you to Maria and also Christopher, who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. Next week, Caleb, what are you talking about? Uh, It's not going to be as upbeat as this one. Rarely talked about elusive topic, okay, uh, but unfortunately all too real. We're talking about the abusive wife. Okay, because so often when we talk about abuse, we... It's the male. Yeah. And we've been apologizing for that and telling people to switch genders for a while, but there are some nuances to it. Okay. And uh, let me just drop this little bomb in there. Yeah. I saw a piece of research that said that police, when they're responding to incidents of domestic violence, and it's the wife who is the perpetrator or the instigator Mm -hmm. of the violence, that 22% of the time they will arrest the man for the ways in which he tried to defend himself. What? Yes. So there's an incredible bias against men in abusive relationships. Yes. Okay. Very interesting. Yep. Well, that is all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 220. Find out how you can help marriages. Go to oif.support. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.